<laughs> Rassler. <laughs> Yo! It's a community coalition. Hey, Too long. Unity. That's how we rise up. Knowledge is wealth. Let's rise up. No more fighting as individuals. We municipal. This the podcast to listen to. You got a vision. We got a vision. Let's make it visible. Say we got to fight for our rights. Well, then it lists me. No bark, real talk. Yeah. Alright. Oh yeah, we back. <sighs> we back one more time for you. Yes. yes. Real yes. talk 360. We back. 119 Media Group. We're back. We got a special guest. Yeah, man. I ain't gonna say his name yet. Hold but you're gonna see him. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I need y'all to do me a favor. Oh like, I need subscribe. you to go to your your um Facebook. Like, follow, subscribe. Like, follow, subscribe on YouTube, but I need you to right now I just need you to uh just tag somebody in it. Yeah. Yeah. Just tag tag somebody in it. All right, tag your friend. And today what we're gonna talk about your friend, family. No, let me start off. My name is Jamel Lott. This is 119 Media Group. <laughs> and this is what we call Real Talk 360. That's what we do. I got my crew in me today. And we got a, um, we got the Will Chamberlain of podcasting coming on with us. Yeah, you can drop you know a hundred on you. Saying, uh, you can drop a hundred on you now. You can drop a hundred. He might put up a hundred today. You know what I'm saying? Capable. Wow. More than capable. Oh, appreciate right in front of me, to, Right in front of me to my left. Hey, Corey Grant. Right here, man's fine. Let's go from the swamp. Yeah, boy. Shout out. He's so subtle. Yeah, man. Mr. Versatile. Mr. Versatility. Talk about anything. That's right. Let's talk about it. And to my right in front of me, from the nine seven three to the eight four three, it's your boy T. We in the building. Not famous. (laughs) Yes. Not at all. (laughs) He got gigs. But he gonna get a gig. Yeah, real soon. Real soon. (laughs) And to my left. Amen. A distinguished gentleman we have in here, the first person on the show with a three-piece suit on. <laughs> <laughs> he clean, boy. He clean. That's right. Introduce yourself, brother. I am just down the old camp. That's all. Tell him where you're from, son. Uh, originally out of North Carolina, but I'm over in the big city of Hartsville now. Word. Hearts Vegas. Yes. <laughs> That's what they call it. Hearts Vegas. They used to call it Killerville back in the day, but they tried to change Trying to get rid of that? Hearts yeah. Vegas, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So put a heart in it. Amen. Get rid of the label. So what's going on, man? What's, oh, man. How, how was your last week? Life is great. Um, Shout out to Francis, man. We just had the homecoming there. It was crazy. You know, we made a lot of new good memories with some, some longtime friends, man, and affiliates. And, you know, we celebrated, man. It was it was a beautiful thing. A lot of black people there. We tailgated, party, you know, had some good times, man. Had some good times. Y'all, still, y'all were talking about them old. Oh, man, you know how it is yeah. when you get with everybody. Everybody's story done got a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard it last year, but it got a little bit better. <laughs> Me you know, too. So it's all, it's all love, man. And, and, and we did that, man. Even had a babysitter. So we had to worry about kids. Oh, yeah, oh y'all was, I, y'all I was, was out. One. I was out. Yeah, we yeah. Was, so your wife went to um Francis yeah. Man. Oh, oh yeah, man. that's where we met. Oh, oh yeah, yeah man. If it so, wasn't, so y'all, so y'all took her back. 
Yeah, man. Not loving basketball, but loving education. That's it, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's straight crazy. up. That little school. And there's so many people who are there now who, uh, if they're not married, they were together, they got kids. But it's a lot of lot of people from, from when I was there, those little four or five years, 96 to 01, to where, you know, it's, it's some people here in existence because of that mm-hmm. institution. And, and a lot of people that wasn't their first choice or their first selection of where they wanted to go after high school. Mm-hmm. So they ended up there. So, you know, it's just a trip to me to know that there's a higher power, man. It ain't your plan, but his plan. And they was glad that they went. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't think anybody who's there had any regrets. That's cool. That's <laughs> Shouldn't have. Nah, nah. We look, we doing good. We, we look good out there, you That's know? Cool. Yeah. They on the ground out there. Pat alumni. What up? What's up, Tori? Tell, tell us what went on. How was your weekend, son? How was your week? My week, my week, my week is my week is a little busy, man. I'm doing a lot right now. I know um, um, I have several businesses that I have on the side besides working my full time. So you know it's that tax season time. So you know them people hitting me up to get their taxes done, and then me and my me and my wife we planning our celebration because we already married, but our wedding that's in June. So we doing a lot of running around last minute stuff, getting stuff together and making sure everybody is, you know, right. So it's kind of a little busy with, especially with the kids. So other than that, like I said, just busy week, man, but it's, it's great. I mean, I'm excited about June, the wedding. And, and like I said, I'm happy that I'm still making money on these businesses. I'm wow. like, wow. <laughs> let's, let's drop a bar for making some money. Hey, yo, and I want y'all to know one thing. I'm taking the pictures at his wedding. Yes. Yes, oh. yes, yes. He's, he's, he's oh. a photographer, yes. Oh, Got me a new camera and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Canon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's going to be beautiful. This is yeah. the Canon. <laughs> but straight up, man, my, oh, I, yo, I had a, yeah, how was my you? My last week was, was, my weekend was pretty good. But, um, I went to Baltimore this weekend. Oh. Baltimore is where my mother's side of the family is. That's when my grandfather and them, they left south and went to Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where my mom was raised before they came back down here. Oh, okay. So I went, my mom went, um, my aunt went, my daughter went. You know, my son, he's so cool, he don't want to ride no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Come on, Ma. We left. We went to Baltimore, and um, it felt I could. Driving to Baltimore, I could I started reminiscing. Oh, we're making that trip. So when my you know when my grandfather used to take us, right? Where you know going through going through Virginia and all that. Uh-huh. I was driving, so I was kind of feeling like my grandfather, right? You know what I'm saying? Pushing the whip, yeah. <laughs> so you know when you get in like Virginia from DC, you start seeing those balls that's on the. When I was young, that used to amaze me. Oh. I used to be like, yo, them basketballs up there. Because <laughs> they was orange, right? So, uh-huh. you know, I started seeing the basketballs and stuff. Right. So, I was like, yeah, man. Getting close. <clears throat> Real talk 360. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was riding in the back. Now, I'm driving. Now, you driving. Mm-hmm. Grandpa. So, we went We went because um, my great aunt passed. Her name was Janelle. Janelle lied. Janelle Douglas lied, but Janelle lied. Right. Great lady. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to her. So we also went, you know, the church, when we went to the church, is my mom's old neighborhood, right? Okay. Drew Hill. Drew Hill? Okay. Yeah. So we riding, right? And, um, you know, I'm looking at my mom just to see any emotions. 
you know, she was saying, oh, yeah, we used to live over there. Mm-hmm. I remember we moved from here to there. But my mom is kind of like me. You know what I mean? Don't show no emotion. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I, I could, you know, just feel like to see her reminiscing and just talking about the old times. Because, mm-hmm. like, earlier, my mom was in Baltimore when um, Martin Luther King got shot. Oh, okay. And I remember her telling me, you know, everything that was going on and how everybody was feeling and things like that. Yeah. And um, so you just it just felt kind of and you know when we were standing on the um the church steps, you know my cousin was talking like he was saying, "Yo, my grandfather left South Carolina to go to Baltimore, right?" Mm-hmm. My aunt Janelle also went to Baltimore, and they used to live in you know like in Baltimore, there's you know there's apartment buildings with three different sections. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So my grandfather and my aunt had two and three. Oh, okay. So um um he was telling me a story like, Yeah, they all left from South Carolina, went to Baltimore to for a better job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because um, my grandfather's always telling me, yo, yo, I helped build the skyscrapers down there. Damn. So I went and saw the skyscrapers and all that. So it was just <clears throat> I wasn't really emotional, just reminisce and you could kinda I don't know, man, I was tripping, but you could kinda like you could feel the presence. The presence. You know okay. what I mean? Oh. You yeah. could feel the presence. Hmm. So I got to know stuff, other things, like my great grandfather, he was a preacher. I didn't know his name was Roy Lye. And the the um preacher was talking about it and things like that. What? But my aunt, man, um, you know, she was always cool. I'm talking my mom was cool. And um they said so many good things about her in the eulogy. Hmm. All through the um, the service, man. I said, man, I hope they say all these good things about me. Right, you know. <laughs> when I passed away, so it made me think about life, right? Uh-huh. Oh god. <laughs> so it's to me, it's not that date that you was born, and it's not that date that you died. It's a, it's what you do in the middle. Mm-hmm. To me, that defines your life. Yeah, that's life. Yeah, and what they write on that. Hope, hope the person who wrote that stuff on your <laughs> on your tombstone, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you try to get you try to get something, or you can have it to where you you know they write what you want. You know, mm-hmm. I mean? you can have that already planned out and everything, which we need to have more of being done. Remember, that's what the uh, funeral folks we had on the on the podcast previously. That's what, we don't have enough of that. But they say plan your funeral. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only thing promised to you is death. You know, in life, but that's dope, man. I yeah. Hate it. Sorry to hear that. Condolences, but uh, probably was a sense of nostalgia for you. Oh yeah. When was the last time you had been up there since since the funeral? Two thousand nine was the last time I've been there. Okay. Yeah. So that was wow. Because I kind of hate go go places, man. <laughs> you don't Especially drive. Yeah. Oh man. I'm straight, man. <laughs> I don't <laughs> never want to live in a major city again in my life. <laughs> Too much traffic. I was never fond of that though. I never was. <laughs> I let my aunt drive on the way back. Right. When I gave her the car, it was um six six hours and fifty five minutes till we got back to South Carolina. I went to sleep about for an hour and a half, and it said six hours before we get to. South Carolina, man, we was almost in New York, man. <laughs> oh, she was going the wrong way. Wrong way. Oh, Lord. man, <laughs> what a story! Now, that's yeah. a story right there. I, I went to sleep, man. You didn't and tell the ninety five. I thought so. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, man. I don't know if y'all heard the greatest um, bad boy's greatest hits, right? 
Yeah, that's yeah, I heard that. Yeah. That CD is five CDs. It's five hours long. Mm. I listen to every song on the way back. Wow, <laughs> every, every song, song oh, you man. Did it out. You, yeah. you, you P did it out. Every song, Come man. On, man. Hey, Kane, I don't know who can mess with Puff on the catalog. Well, we about to find out. I heard him and Jermaine Dupree about to do something. So we gonna mm. we gonna see. Puff, forget him. We'll see. Mm. I mean, he got some legends, man. But you know, Jermaine yeah. might be got something in the chamber. Yeah. I like the underdogs anyway. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I don't think Jermaine mess with Puff. Puff got too many groups, man. Yeah, he do. Puff got groups. You got, got all you got, what are we talking about? 20 songs? Yeah, 20 yeah. songs. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Okay. All right. Big, big, big black prop. Okay. <laughs> Mix. <laughs> Total. Hey. What right. 12. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But check this out. One thing about funerals, man. They either bring, sometimes they can bring your family together. Mm-hmm. Or they can rip your part, your family apart. Yeah, seen it go kind of both ways, especially in the black family. Mm. Yeah, that's the only one I know. <laughs> nah, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, because because you know, a lot of times you haven't been together in a while. Oh yeah, yeah. And the only time you're getting together. Is that a the bad or a sad time? They say mm-hmm. sad is supposed to be a, a joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to, to flip celebrate that narrative. Life. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a narrative. I've seen it being flipped recently, though. You know, yeah. more people are celebrating, and it's not such a, a somber, yeah. somber time. It's more of a celebration. Like in New Orleans, it's always a celebration. In New yeah, Orleans. you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, that line. What yeah. do you call it? The line going down the line or something. Yeah, that looks so dope. But and also, you know, I'm just observing because. Through that time, now, a lot of generations are getting together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, certain people who have stuff that's kept in, never got it out. Never seen the family to, like I said, I had been in Baltimore since then. Yeah. So, so, so if somebody got something with me, this is the time that I can catch you right now. We can get this. I can say how I feel. Oh, you know what I'm saying? On so some, on some, get it off your chest. Yeah. So a lot of stuff had been built up mm-hmm. for a long time. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe since before the last time you saw him, too. <laughs> yeah, or generations. Oh man. Oh man, that's dynamite. So so now let's say if you had like a repass or something, mm-hmm. let's say you're all in a, a hall or you're all in the house. Mm-hmm. Now you add alcohol. To the occasion Because somebody Going to be drinking something Yeah Or smoking Or smoking something Yeah (laughs) That's going to That's going to be there Yeah Yeah That's real That's real Liquid courage Mm Mm-hmm So now Got that liquid courage I can say What I feel What I feel Or what I don't want to say And um It's not going to come off Wrong. Because you don't At that point in time When you mix that Like you said That courage You really don't care Or you're not Mindful of how The other person may Accept what you just Worrying about yourself And getting it off Yeah hmm. So it's showtime It's it's showtime For instance I saw um, I have some cousins And I have some cousins Some cousins that stay in Baltimore We don't our parents, we can't, even though they showed you, they might have showed you wrong, or they showed you the best they can. Mm-hmm. Back in the days, they took a lot of problems and swept it under the rug. Mm-hmm. 
or hid it from. Or hit it from the family It's like on a need to know basis Yeah Like I can remember When we had Kennedy On the show one time And she was talking about um, Using examples of What the uncle did To the niece Yeah And an auntie Might know about it An auntie might know about it But didn't do nothing about it Yeah So they live with this trauma Yeah And let's say When the When the uncle died mm-hmm. <clears throat> And we get together for like another funeral or something, and some people are talking great things about the uncle. She can't hold it no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you about what your you your brother, yeah. your father, yeah. your your uncle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah. It just. Yeah. Starts a big mess. It does. That's when yeah, was, those secrets. Ah, I was in the dark. Yeah, I mean, you, it's gonna come to the light. Exactly right. I mean, but it's also that it also get passed down because you figure, like, say if you had your uncle or that aunt that did see that, tell her part of the family, like she done moved out of the state, moved out of the or city, whatever. Told them like, oh, we don't mess with them because he did this to one of uh, niece. So now everybody hates that uncle because of based off what the mother said. Yeah. So now everybody carrying that. So now it's like, oh, I can't stand that family. So any people that any I say that uncle had children, all that other stuff is like, oh, your your father was a rapist, or you know whatever, you know, just now they they have animosity towards each other because just like you said, it got swept swept under the rug, and that's and that's, I mean, I, my family went through something like that, but not as far as molestation or rape. It just was like, like I'm a product of different father than my sister. Different father than my brother But my di- different father from my sister Was the trauma one Because My mother's people My mother's parents didn't like My stepfather mm. Didn't like him My grandfather tried to kill him mm. My sister didn't know about that My step My, my, my grandfather told my mother Don't, don't, don't marry him mm. She married him mm. Bunch of stuff So me not knowing at a young age that he had resentment towards my sister. Hmm. He would tell my he would tell my my sister would come over and he was like, "Won't you ask your ask your grandmother? Let your grandmother buy that, or oh, we ain't getting you nothing. That's you, you know, you're not my you're not one of my favorite grandchildren, mm-hmm. like stuff like that." But this is stuff that I didn't find out until I got grown. Mm-hmm. This is something that I felt that my sister should have told me. So this is trauma that she kept on. So she never introduced her kids to her mother parents. Mm. And it just kept going. And it was all based off of her father. Mm. So this is years and years and years and years. And then when I when I try to talk to my sister about, hey, you need to see the meet the other side of your family, like your your mother's people, mm. she was like, They don't know me. And I'm like, but that's why you need to meet them now. But right. she don't want to because based off of mm, my mother's else? father. And see how that trickles down for generation to generation. Oh my goodness! For example, if I'm telling this right, I have two cousins that I really, really met this time, but I I knew their father, right? Mm-hmm. I have another cousin, right, <clears throat> and her family. Now her mother is is kind of a stern lady, you know what I'm saying? Says what she wants to say. Mm-hmm. You can say she's right sometimes. You can say she's wrong sometimes. That's what that's what she said, but. They come up from a hard, 
when I say coming up, they came up hard and it kind of trickled down to her. So she's, she don't play. Even if she's right or she's wrong, she's going to say what she want to say. Mm-hmm. So at 10 years old, they come down to South Carolina to stay with their father. Mm. Their father <clears throat> was married to another lady and had kids, mm. right? So I guess they couldn't get along, so she sends them to my aunt, and my aunt, he sends them to my aunt, so my aunt can watch them while they're there, which was wrong. The mm. kids, you mean? Yeah. You sent the kids Sent the kids over to my aunt's house. Mm. She should have never had to do that. Mm-hmm. So you, what you couldn't handle right here, you're sending over to my aunt, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever problems was that, you're bringing over there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you come over there, 10 and 12, they're kids, but they're hurt kids. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So they might kind of get disrespectful with my aunt. Yeah. She ain't playing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. She's going to discipline the kid. Mm. So they remember that. Okay. But as I look at it, it's not her fault. The aunt, you mean? Cause, yeah, because she was helping her brother. Right. Taking care of his kids that he was married somewhere else with another woman. Mm. But do you see that all that trauma that comes from him yeah. not doing his job? Playing his part, yeah. The hurt that's put on the kids. So you sending that hurt to my aunt's house. Yeah. And she ain't playing one bit. Nope. She ain't got time to play. So now they remember that she disciplined disciplined him. Mm-hmm. Disciplined him. Right. Right? Might not see her again for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, but that's in their mind. Yeah. All right? Right. <clears throat> so their father dies. The, the kids? Yeah. Okay, the one who sent them over to her house. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. But... <clears throat> My aunt probably still has in her head how they were when they was young. <clears throat> and she they have how they were when they came down there to stay. So now they don't like it. But you probably don't see. I don't know the whole story because I wasn't here. I just put my together. Okay. So they're seeing them again at their father's funeral. Now, this comes from, from them because they told me. Okay. Right? It was their father's funeral. They right. said they went in the church. They wouldn't let them sit on the front row. Mm. So you see, that's another hurt, right? Man. So I guess they left. Mm. So this goes on, this goes in. Now, my aunt passes away. Okay. When I come in, I see him. I know, I, I remember their face, but I couldn't really remember, so I speak. So when my aunt funeral, I mean memorial, the pastor asked one of the girls to come sit in the front row of my aunt, where my aunt, my aunt's son and his wife, uh-huh. right? Oh, so that happened. So that goes on. I'm not really go know what's going on, but we get back to the house, and one of my cousins, she was like, um, "Hey, we all need to get together and something." And you know, come together and have a a um a cousin's trip. Mm-hmm. I was outside at the time. So one of the girls said, I don't know why. Because after this we ain't gonna see y'all no more. Mm-hmm. 
So that kind of made her feel a certain way. Uh-huh. Even though she was trying to um, bring us together, but it's, it's, it's going to make her feel a certain type of way, right? Right. Now, this is trauma and trauma getting passed on, right? Uh-huh. So I'm outside. Me and my rest of my family's outside. And then we, my brother's wife comes and says, maybe y'all need to come in. Because they were discussing at that time, they were discussing about the times they had with her mother. But her son is there too. Okay. He ain't gonna have nobody talking about his mama like that. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Was he there? He was there inside the house. I was outside with his other brother. No, I mean, but did he? The the daughters or the 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 ones that were put over there were they lying? Were they lying? Yeah. <clears throat> they saying what they thought was true. Now, I wasn't there, so I could say, well, I don't know. I only know what's her. But that time, after all those years, this is the time that, that they chose to deal with it. Uh-huh. So that caused he, but he's not gonna let nobody disrespect his mother. Right now, not, this is a quiet, you know, quiet dude. Not today. Not today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when this goes down, he jumps up. You're not gonna talk to my mom and stuff like that. My other cousin jumps up. Big, big guy, John. He on here now. He jumps up and say, hey, no, 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 no. You ain't going to do this to her and something like that. So it automatically seems like he took, he took size. You know what I'm saying? This is his, his house. Mm-hmm. So my other, we come in the house and they're arguing. <laughs> and, you know, the next thing is if I'm telling the right, you know, you can get out of my house. Oh, man. So when it comes to that, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm trying to be the peacemaker. But we go outside and she's upset, she's crying, because he think he he took size. He thinks he's he's protecting, he's protecting the other cousin, but his mom just died too. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's all crazy, man. Mm-hmm. So we we get it all settled down, and people keep telling their stories and stuff like that. I didn't take a side, I just listen. Right, smart. But all of this could have been taken care of. If somebody was strong enough back then to solve that problem. So it just the beefs with the last generations mm-hmm. came down to this generation. Yeah. Yeah. It can be it can as you can see and just describe. So that's one generation. This is two generation. And I have my little nephew there. The next morning, my little nephew is probably seven. He said, That was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, with him being around his other side of the family for the first time, mm-hmm. this is what he see. Mm-hmm. So, it didn't trickle down one, two, now three. Three generations. At least the impression, his first impression, is, is not good. Mm. It's not good. So, what, what, do, what do you think with something like that, with trauma in the family, what is the first line of Communication that needs to be had first, especially since that ancestors has passed on. What is that? What's that? What's that line? Like, isn't it like a blur line? Because this side gonna have their truth, this side gonna have their truths, their truth or what they believe, but nobody really knows because the ancestors have moved on. But <clears throat> the ancestors have moved on, but somebody know the truth. You have to really be patient 
when you go bring the family back. You got to understand that this is years and years of this developing, and as my brother said, homecoming, the lies get a little longer. <laughs> yep. The truth gets stretched. Mm-hmm. But you have to enter into it, as Jamal is saying, somebody got to start the ball rolling. Yeah. You can't get everybody together. You got to get one or two, talk with them. So what do you know about our family history? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know our family history. We really don't know the truth. We was children, stay in your place. You may see something you want to question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in today's society, kids are questioning more, digging more, mm-hmm. and it's Ancestral.com and all that. <laughs> yeah. Open up a whole new bag. But if somebody's in the family strong enough to say, hey, I'm going to start the ball rolling, I'm going to get the first cousin, or my brother, my sister, we need to have a talk. Mm-hmm. What do y'all know? Mm-hmm. We got different age brackets. So what did you see at a, a given time that may or may not have affected you? Yeah. And then you branch out from that. But you're not going to get the whole family together. Right. Even Not at a funeral, but if you say let's have a cousin gathering, if somebody's going to have some animosity, somebody has some hate mm-hmm. from what they heard from an aunt, uncle, cousin, somebody, mm-hmm. but you start at a ground level. Yeah. You get somebody, you know, hey, they level-headed, we can hack it out, then we move on. Let's draw this out. Yeah. We're not going to repair this in one session. That's true. But you got to get the dialogue and the understanding that there's darkness in every closet yeah. for the family. Yes, it is. It's yeah. darkness. Yeah, it can we open the door and make good of it to understand when that, at a moment in time when it happened, whatever it was that happened, that was then. What was their mentality? What was their life? What happened? What spurred them or her own to that? Mm-hmm. And then too, you know, like you say, you know, our, our families a lot of times want to sweep it under the rug, mm-hmm. but that dirt, that mound gets so big, you trip on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And in that case, at a funeral, like you say, you get at a funeral, emotions are high. You put a little liquid courage or a little marijuana or something with it. Mm-hmm. And then I've been I've been hating Jamal for years. I want to tell him what's on my mind. What is his mind as ears to receive what I'm saying? Yep. You know, or who's in the crowd to so come on, let's walk outside and talk a minute. Yep. You know, is this the proper time to bring this topic up? Is it a good time to, you know, let's move on. Mm-hmm. But let's get to the point where I can accept his truth, he can accept my truth. May not agree on the truth, but at least we got it out there to to have a referee to say, hey, here we at. But in our community, just like they want to bring mental health into our community, we've been needing it for years. No mm-hmm. other democracy needed more than us. Yeah, yeah. You know, we really need somebody to tell how to talk yeah. to us, ourselves, you know, and understand we got a deep Hammer that hit us. Oh, man. Definitely. You know, and we got to grow from it and understand it's not to tie you down. It's to make you better, make you stronger when you can deal with reality. Yeah. Not hide from it, but embrace it and move on. Mm-hmm. We, got, we got to. We got to start a conversation. I think it's a lot of people out here, too, that's also so traumatized from their past that they don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So they find other outlets to deal with it. 
So, oh, yeah, I might not like my cousin over there on my father's side or my mother's side. Or I might not like my second cousin. I'm just not going to go where they at. Mm-hmm. They walk in this room and walk out. And I think that's that's the hardest part right there. Yeah. Well, I think hey. I think that um, it's like there's some honest conversations that have to be had. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a level of uncomfortableness. Yeah. And... The reason why is because I know we're using the for fire, like you were saying, our culture and our demographic. There's going to be some embarrassment. Is it really embarrassment? Yes, or just truth. That's why they, it, it's truth, but they're embarrassed. That's why it's a secret. See, that secret is a lot of times where that embarrassment comes from, and you holding on to the secret because if they know that you know. Then you're going to be embarrassed why you ain't being said something or why you ain't being said that. Mm-hmm. Not specifically to what the issue you just described, but the one earlier that we were talking about when there's secrets and there's uh, assault, sexual molestation and stuff like that. There's infidelity and things of that nature. There's there's a level of embarrassment there. And, and nobody, you don't want everybody in your business. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and for everybody in the family to know that you messed up, that that is a, a level of embarrassment that you probably haven't felt before, but it's see, it shouldn't, and, and because of that, you like you say, sweep it under the rug, you know, and, and that's a that's dynamite. You keep on keeping it and holding it in and holding it in and holding it in, and eventually, if somebody does know or if something comes out, that's when everybody's raw emotions and comments, that that liquid courage or whatever it is, that can be detrimental and set you back. Mm-hmm. Because when you say things like that, words matter. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are going to be there who are going to hear those words. There's, like yeah. you said, three generations sometimes at this event, you know. And if there's disrespect or anything that's a, a, a slurs and stuff, you can't take that stuff back. Mm. Now we healing from something else. We ain't even healed from what's really hurting us. And now we got something else to heal from. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's compiling and compounding itself. It's, it's one right after the other mm. because we aren't having these honest conversations. And, and I don't care. It, it's a journey, and, and it's, it's difficult. And like I said, it's difficult because of that uncomfortable feeling that you have. But every journey starts with one step. So like yeah. you were saying, it doesn't have to be everybody at one time. Mm-hmm. But if there's you and your wife can, can reach out to a cousin of your age first, you know, get, go to your generation first, you know, and, and get some lineage there and, and build some leverage there. Then you might be able to go down to their kids. Now you got yours and there's now we can get your, if your mom or your uncle and your aunt. Now we can bring them in and tell them why it's important that we that they're honest with us because we've already been talking and they're going to yeah. want to get in. I think that's that's the way I would try to do it. And you know what? That's crazy. That's crazy because that same example you just used, I try to use there with my sister. Um, not to put out all the business, but me and my sister, like I said, I had the conversation because, like I said, she had animosity from my mother's parents. And you know, my grandfather, he's he's gone already. He's you know, said the ancestors, he's he's just passed on. So she'll never get that apology back from him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My mother, she's passed on. So my mom's didn't know how she felt. I, I I found out how she felt, but just like I was trying to reconnect with my mom's side of the family, and something happened with one of her children that she needed some type of help, and I felt like so. Say for instance, okay, well, 
my nephew got in trouble for something he ain't do, right? Mm-hmm. So he's now now he's 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 in a uh, a situation where he has nothing that has nothing to do with it, and now it's like she's scrambling trying to get things together. But if she had conquered that trauma from what she had, you know, already had from my mother's side of the family, she would know that on my mother's side of the family we got lawyers. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like she could have used family to mm-hmm. go ahead and help solve that. Maybe they could have gave her a better, you know, mm-hmm. suggestions or direction how to handle the situation because, you know, your son is wrongly accused of something that, you know, whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying. I was like, I said you don't you don't, you don't understand what you're missing. By not being in touch with your, your, your uh, with mommy's side of the family, because mm. you got people that's here. Do you know you got people from you? Like you're up in New Jersey. You got people all the way from New Jersey to Maryland to DC to like. So if you happen to just travel and get stuck, you got family in these in these states in these. It was saying they could come help you out, but you don't know that because you're not in tune. You're not in touch with them. And like mm. I said, and with you with your situation, we got a lawyer in our family that. You could reach out to and Mike can do it for pro bono or Mike can suggest a better lawyer or suggest somebody to do. Like, that's why I said that you should try to have that, that line of connection. So we're so divided because of trauma mm-hmm. and to go back to you, we need that mental health because we need to, you know, fix us first so we can get over that trauma and then go reach out to the rest of the family. So that's why I said, so that same example you said, I, I, I did that with my sister. I put her on a zoom, a zoom call and it, and then like, and, and, she, and none of them remember her because last time she seen her, she was like five years old. Yeah. And yeah. she kept saying, she, they kept, everybody introduced herself and she kept saying, I don't know none of y'all. And that's yeah. sad. And she's 40 something. Ah, <laughs> you got a comment. Well, yeah. This is Erskine Edwards, one of my homeboys. He said, Absolute fact. There are so many examples. And the common theme is that no healing is getting done. But when the pain is so engraved, it becomes more and more difficult to even begin the process. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, be- that's, a, that's a great comment. It's it a great comment. But we, like, like you're saying, though, we got to try and we got to yeah. start somewhere. We yeah. can't well, just be. What, one of the things, that comment that pain is going to hurt. It's mm-hmm. going to hurt. But in the case, my brother, what's your name? I keep oh, Tori, 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 yeah. In the case of your sister, now mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you about my answer. My older brother, we've always been at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. I outgrew him, and he's more in the books. But long story short, my friend said, you know, and we always send birthday cards, everything to him, to each other. But it's always a joke card. It says "Happy birthday," and you're getting old, you're old for it, or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, some years ago, she told me, said, why do you always send that if you got trouble? Send him one telling you love him. And I changed the, the script. I started finding cards with di- diff- deep meanings mm-hmm. and would sign it, I love you. And at first, it didn't take in. But over a few years, it started to sink in. You know, mm-hmm. you have to not... You got to begin with the end in mind. I'm not giving up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Begin with the end mm-hmm. in mind. Let mm. me drop one phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go But I, I'm, I'm saying with, with your sister, she's missing love. Yes. So, and I hear you saying I talk to her. Just send her a card. Put it on a stamp. Make us for have a moment herself sitting there reading about the love she's missing. 
Because our mind is programmed to respond when we hear it. Mm, Just like it you is. said mm-hmm. last week. You yeah. Listening and silence. Silence, yep. Huh? Mm-hmm. yep. You, you got the solution to the problem. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're reading, there's nobody to talk to. Right. Hey, yo. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. I got two stories I'm going to tell. About family, right? You know, when I was, I was in the, my family's from South Carolina. My mother and my family left Kansas and I stayed, right? Mm-hmm. They came down here. So I ended up going to the penitentiary in South Carolina, I mean, in Kansas. But all my memories of family is from Darlington, South Carolina, of how it used to be when my granddaddy and my grandmother was around and how, like, because I left in, like, the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. So we used to all, our family was all together. We still going to the beaches. We still eating dinner on Sunday. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Playing outside. Yeah. But the people that I live with in in Kansas, they wasn't like that. Now they loved me to death, but they didn't have that love in their family. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, you saw a difference. So man. I grew I grew kind of a, with a hardened heart. Not to mention, I also was in the street and went to the penitentiary for five years, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I always mm-hmm. have memories yeah. of what my childhood was like. Because that's the because when you was over here, how you if you were you younger? You were younger when you were over here, right? I left here when I was like eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight so, ten. All right. About 10. So if you yeah. 10, see, like I told you, that's the root of the tree. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when I came home, I don't know if it was because I was home and like I'm cool with everybody in my family. Right. You know what I'm saying? If somebody don't like them, but they like me or they like my mother, or they like my brother. So when we came home, it was still like that. But I don't know. Maybe I was fooled. Maybe because they, when I came home, they was coming because I was home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Could be. So when I got to the penitentiary and I came back here, I'm expecting, yo, it's going to be like that. I'm going home. It's going to be like that. You know what I mean? Right. But it wasn't like that. And I'm like, oh, man, I've been in a, a box for five years with minimal love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we are here right now and ain't nobody loving right like the love I thought I was going to come. Now, you know, I got love for my mother and my brother and all that, but our extended family. And to me, I'm like, yo, it's not like yeah, what it was, it was, and that that kind of hurt me. Yeah, but me and my brother, right, love him to death. We had two arguments our whole childhood. Mm. One was, I told him, Ti was better than Jeezy. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> now this was before I heard Trapper Die. Now, okay, because okay. at that time the Urban Legend was out, and that was fun. He wanted uh, to put yeah. Trapper Die, and I was like, Yo, man, ain't nobody trying to listen to that. Yeah. Hey, yo, we was drinking Remy too, so oh, we was okay. arguing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I was drinking, we was arguing. Okay, you know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. Right. We had arguing. I know when know? this was. Too. But yeah. at the end, because you know, like me, he, you know, it's my younger brother, so he a hip hop head. Okay. You know what so I'm saying? Into it. Mm-hmm. And we got into a, another argument, maybe years, maybe four or five years ago, and uh, we wasn't talking. Mm. But it was the hardest thing. He came home, right? He's from J. He came home Fourth of July. We had something at my mama's house, so I'm. I'm trying to uh, ignore him. <laughs> oh, you trying? I'm to trying ignore. to ignore him, right? Right. You know, we speak. You say, "What's up?" I said, "What's up?" Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing my best to ignore him. But that was like the hardest thing for me to ever do was ignore my brother. Mm-hmm. You I know what I'm was. saying? It should have been. So I think it's went on for about three or four months. <laughs> he ain't called me. I ain't called him. So, um. I was trying to play hard, so my grandfather died, so he came back, right? My grandfather died. 
And in the morning of my grandfather's funeral, he took the big brother role. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he big brother. Hey, we got to stop doing this and all that, that, right? Right. Something I wanted to do, but my pride <laughs> wouldn't let me do it. That's crazy. But then I say, and actually, my cousin right here, she was like, um, my cousin Tasha, she was like, what y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? You need to do this. You need to get that right. You need to get this right. Right. And I'm like, nah. Uh, my mom like, nah. He's like, nah. You need to get that right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he was the big brother at the time. Then he got it right. Then, shoot. Like, nothing ain't never happened. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That's how it's but to see, again, it took a funeral to do that. Yeah. Well, did it take the funeral or did it take courage? Both. You I mean, know, I'm gonna say more of courage. You had to get in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. The mm -hmm. funeral brought that moment. Yeah, right? that moment. That, you yeah, reflected yeah. back what you all used to have going, and you missed that. Yeah, yeah. You, you missed that camaraderie, That's sad, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I felt so ashamed, man. That I, you know, you what I'm saying, have. you should have. And I'm glad. And I'm glad you said that. You yeah, should have felt the shame. I felt so ashamed because you, you know, you know, like um, oh man, this corny. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is corny. And but it, just, you always feel better when you get it off. Yeah, mm -hmm. all that time you've been holding it in and holding it on for whatever reason, you feel so much better when you get it out there. And yeah, when you get it off. One of the things you always got to understand: the giver feels far much better than the receiver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all these philanthropists that give away money and stuff that mm -hmm. you know do things. Probably ninety nine percent of them feel so much better. Yeah, because they did something. Yeah, and when you can have courage to admit or accept and move forward, you know, because we got a short time here on Earth. Yeah. If we do. And the time is just the Earth spinning faster. Yes. If you, if you ask me, because I'm telling you, I, got, I was just holding my baby girl. She's six now. I don't even know where these, and I, that's just six years. That's just six years. Well, uh, but, but I know, though, but every day, it's, Here's the we almost two months into the new year. Yeah. yeah. And it's already warm again. <laughs> yes. Pollen is everywhere. Yes. Pollen is everywhere. Yes. It's already. already. Warm again. You know what well, I mean? So, yeah. Stick your foot out of the bed. Old problem we used to have when you got drunk. For some reason, if I could get one leg off, off the bed, on the, the bed would stop spinning. Yeah, get it on yeah. the floor. Got to yeah. get it on the floor. Yeah. I got to get it, it on the floor. But what, what we don't realize, and, and I'm guilty of it, and, and everyone, the time that you spend with your loved ones. Yeah. You know, if you could remove the job out of the equation, <sighs> free yourself up that time, what would you do? What would your life be like? Man. You know, and here again, the family trauma that we come about mm -hmm. is in the finance also. Oh, yeah. Big kicker. Oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. we, we don't want to discuss where we at yeah. or ask for help. Without that, like you said, that confidence that yeah. I, you're not gonna put my business in the street. Right. Yeah. Well, your business already in the street, ain't it? You know, it's public knowledge. Yeah. And then, and they might a lot of times there is a family member or some family members who may be doing better than others, and they won't they won't help them, or or attempt to. Now you got those family members who don't want to listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you got to but but at least you offer it. You know what I mean? And that's more more so. Well, now more in this age, but also back in the day too, that people always. Try to make themselves look like they're living better than what they are. So when they have the, they may have the means to help family. They give more than what they actually should be given. Mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? They deal like 
their family, they, they'll give $1,000. No, they can't afford $1,000. They only could really afford $500. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, because they want to make themselves live up to that standard that they done put out there to the family. Oh, I'm living good. You know, you look at the, you know, you look at some of these movies, they, the black movies they made, like the Johnson's family, what's the name? They coming in with, with Cadillacs and, and you remember, um, yeah. Was it Cedric Entertainment? Yeah. yeah, he was saying. Yeah. He was saying. Yeah, he said, "Man, I've been lost. Like I don't work. At, I don't got the dealership no more. Or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like you making yourself look like this, but you're really not that. And that's the and that's the first thing we have to do. Like you said, I remember we said on a previous podcast. Some of us are so afraid to look ourselves in the mirror and handle ourselves that we brush our teeth in the shower. Mm. Word, drop that back. <laughs> mm. That's yeah. a fact. You said we. So if we have a lot more of us look in the mirror and say, you know what. I'm not right here. I'm not right here. I need to fix this. And then maybe I could deal on and take the next step and deal with somebody else, help with somebody else or, um, you know, clear up this drama or trauma would I have with somebody else with another person? Ego and pride, man. Yeah. Big, the biggest is big. Prime, well, man. we don't have that discussion. Our, our discussion in the family is limited. You know, it's a barrier. We can't go in, like you said, here tonight and discuss mm-hmm. anything. Any topic is open. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you say, they want to hide what they're doing. I'm doing mm-hmm. so well. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a little, little town of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Had relatives in New York and stuff, and they come down once a year, and all right. you know, oh, they were just flaunt. Flashy, yeah. You know, and <laughs> I had down-to-earth parents who yeah. were like, hey, we, you know, we, we were living good. Mm-hmm. Right? And my first time I got to go to New York, I was like, what the world? Yeah. <laughs> I had never seen apartments so close. You know, yeah. you, you live and it's like, wait a minute, y'all, when y'all come home and then it comes to find out they was getting a rental car. Oh, see? Come home, you yeah. know, and oh, you know. Mm-hmm. But new big city. If if we don't <laughs> turn the curb, and I remember, what's his name? Uh, Benjamin Mays, I think, in 1960 or 61, gave a speech at Johnson C. Smith University in Charlotte. He said, when you, when we start letting them teach our children, we're going to be further in the hole. That's what mm-hmm. I'm yeah. That's what you know? And if our children don't see us sitting down at the table and get your kids to the table, okay, you know, this is, this is our bills. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is my check. Mm-hmm. Now let me deduct, because I did it with my kids. I said, let me show you. This is what payment is on this. This is the payment of the car. This is insurance. This is what we got to live on for the week, mm. for the year, month. Mm. Now, y'all sit here and understand. And it took a while to keep massaging and understand. Because mm-hmm. the family grow up, like you say, trying to protect that ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to, you know. Everybody what? don't want to be embarrassed. No. But, but it shouldn't It be. shouldn't even be like that. It's like, what? Yeah. We should be wanting to lift everybody up. <laughs> and it's, it's and the it's, weirdest thing, man. And it's, it's the crazy part about it, it's just mainly us because if you look at a couple of the Hispanic um, cultures they do, they bring, they'll, they'll be, they'll, I know some personally, they'll come from their country, come to America, they'll get an apartment. They'll bring over another part of their family uh-huh. over. They all be living together. They'll make sure everybody is fed. They'll right. buy a bag of rice, yep. beans, everything like that. They build up the money, buy one of the family a house. Next, bring another one over. Build another house. By the time they finish their their lineage, everyone has a house, and, a truck, a, a small business. And doing their children are going go, yep. to school, and they're becoming <laughs> doctors. Yep. They're not going somewhere to get a, a job. They have a, a trade or a service. 
that is going to be productive and they can maneuver and, and move all throughout the country. Listen, they they pull they keep pulling because it's a it's 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 provident at my I mean it's like so blatant at my job. It's a young lady there. She's a supervisor. She got her son, both her sons, a job there, and her daughter there. Her daughter's in HR. She's a supervisor over a department. Her son was a team lead. Her other son that works at a regular Western like a regular worker. The son that was a team lead. Then left, went to school. Now he about to get a degree in something else. The other t- other three kids still there. She's still a supervisor, and they just keep pulling people in, pulling people in. She got more family there than I've seen in my life at one job. And usually, you know, jobs used to be frowned upon that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, but she just keep reaching back, bringing people, and and we get paid great out there. So it's the whole point is like she knows, but we can't do that. We don't. We don't. Well, we can't do that. We don't do that. Well, sometimes. We're not willing to sacrifice. Um, sometimes when when you have things going on like that at your job, mm-hmm. the law say you can't do it, but to be willing to jump on that knife and say, I'm going to file a lawsuit and walk it through, knowing mm-hmm. they're going to fire me and my family going to, in our community, we should be ready to pick you up. Mm-hmm. So, okay, he lost his job. We're going to make sure he gets money every week. Right. You ain't going to suffer to expose what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, but here again, we can't understand the emphasis of what you're saying, you know, but here again, we tell our kids to go to school and get a degree. How many of us have a, the power to get them a job when they get out right. uh, with a living wage? Right. You know, they can, hey, give some, some, you know, my kid coming out, would you look out for them, put yeah. it on entry level, yep. you know, and you know what? So that's yep. so crazy about that. That's why the biggest seller point in colleges is join a fraternity or sorority because that's how they're supposed to treat you. And that's a lie. Now <laughs> I said that. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that was I, one of their seller I, points I'm to in me. One, and I and I, I have friends and I have relatives who are you know are in them, and, and that's that's not a it's not a go to. It's, it's while it can be advantageous, it's not a higher percentage of that than even nepotism. Or, or 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 just a college roommate or a dorm mate or somebody who was in your suite mm-hmm. or just somebody who you kicked it with it's that 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 aspect is is overrated when it comes to uh because sometimes you may be in a fraternity that they aren't in mm. the person who is mm-hmm. you know so it, it's it, it can be i'm not saying it's never Mm-hmm. But it's not a, it's not, it's no guarantee. Yeah, your but, percentages don't go up that much. Not from my experience or my knowledge or anything like that. Yeah, no. that that was a selling point for they was trying to sell to me when I was in college. They was saying like that they was building the family oriented style, like you know, like if you pledge us, you become one of us, and you get out when you, once you graduate, we can link you with this person so that they could pull you up into. Whatever you mm-hmm. major in, you know what I mean. That's that was yeah. the selling point to us, and just how you were stating how we don't do that for our own culture. Period is like you know, if Jamel happens to lose his job, we should be able to come together as a some type of infrastructure and support him until he gets back to where he needs to be at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's the type of infrastructure we need. We do need to build within our communities so we can have that. So we can have thriving businesses in our communities, and we don't have to go to that that other race and look forward to that like i but mean we're consumers we're not yeah, owners yeah but that's well, that, that's that's why we had to that's why we have to we have to recruit owners 
to build that and show that and then hopefully that infrastructure can show other communities other places that hey this is what you can do and it also can help build a family structure mm-hmm. with some with some families we are consumers but we can why we can't be consumers of our own own race though to build our race up i rather i rather see you as a, a billionaire than I, I me seeing another race as a billionaire mm. <laughs> yeah but, but you know but yeah you, but that's you're you're that's not do you think that's what the general consensus of our our, our people is? Oh no 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 okay, no, 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 no no no! You're an aberration. We, we, yeah. we would rather. Yeah. Before you have it, <laughs> Yo, I, yeah, I want. Uh, some yeah. people would would rather work with somebody of the other culture yeah. and race than work with you because you're the same color as them. Yeah, yep. and especially if you're gonna get a bigger slice of the pie. If I'm putting money in yeah. your pocket by yeah. doing business with you. It's sad. I ain't paying for his house. Yeah, I ain't gonna help him ride around town in that. How are we going? All right. How, all we, right. how do we change that though? We. All right. Let me ask you something now. And remember last week I used the word impossible. Mm-hmm. Then found out it was possible. It was possible. Mm-hmm. This is possible. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. <laughs> it is possible. Now to reflect back on your college experience. I have a different side to it. It did happen. You know, I went to college to ball, party, and run women's. <laughs> okay? Uh-huh. And a gentleman took interest in me and got me to join a fraternity. Had he not done that, I don't know where I would be today. Because, like I said, I was going to party, ball, and do it all. Mm-hmm. But I ended up in college being president of the Religious Life Committee, first sophomore to be a co-captain. I was a student representative of the Judiciary Board. I was elected student government president in my senior year. And when I walked out, that connection was there. Now, the whole thing about it, don't, and you're right, we got some thugs mm-hmm. in everything, mm-hmm. even our family, as we discussed. You pointed at me? No, I had my finger out. Finger out. Finger out. Finger out. <laughs> but what we have to understand, nothing's 100%. Right, right. Okay? Yeah. But we got to take that, what we got, the seeds that we got, put some good soil on them mm-hmm. and cultivate them. What you're doing here on this podcast should be lit up every Wednesday night to at least come out. Because, see, the average person go through the day and rarely make many decisions. Many. It's already programmed what you got going. Mm-hmm. So when you throw that into the family dynamics of it, you got trauma all over. Yeah. You got people at work worrying about the next bill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got people worrying about their kids. Yeah. You know. The majority of them. Right. Half our sickness is because parents send the kids to school sick. Mm. They can't afford to take that day off from work mm. and lose that pay. So I'm right. going to dope you up good <laughs> and hope you can make it through the day. And right. I get back home, dope you up again. Right. Or we go to work sick. Some of your coworkers said, Nick, yeah. I, I can't burn it. And, and the crazy thing is, you know, I'm saving my sick days so I can take vacation or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Come on with it. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what happening. you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you know what? Another thing, though, is trauma, though, with that whole situation. Like, we work at these jobs, right? And we get insurance taken out. 
But we don't go get regular checkups. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't understand. Why would you pay this money out and not get regular checkups? You know yeah, my you, I'm gonna take it back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. My 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 last weeks in of twenty twenty two was this. I went, got a colonoscopy. I went, got a uh, went to the chiropractor, got my back cracked, went and got my physical. Um, my next thing now is get my eyes checked and get my teeth clean. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I do that is because this money come out my check every week. Mm-hmm. It's wasted money if I don't use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let's take it back. Mm-hmm. A lot of our people are scared of the doctor and they have the right to be scared of doctors. Facts. Yeah. <clears throat> let's take it back to the Tuskegee experiment. Yes. Yeah. Let's take it back to things like that. Now, let's take it back. You can go to the hospital right now and when they give you pain medicine, they give more to the Caucasian race and make you suffer because I already got a systematic in my mind what you're going to do with these pills. Yep. I'm going to give myself a bond for that. All right. But also, also I think, did we speak about it on our previous podcast? That systematically they think that we're stronger anyway, that we could endure pain longer and and more than they could anyway. Wasn't that that something out there about that years ago? Years ago, first of all, you had to find a doctor who was going to give you good care. Yeah. A lot of white doctors would walk away and you can't be treated, you know, you, you can't get assistance. But here again, it's up to us to look at our family. You got to know your family history. Yeah, yeah too. That too. You know, Definitely. I uh college educated all that like you say, I'd go to the doc when I felt bad. Went to the job when I was doing the contract work, you had to pass a physical. Mm-hmm. I was up in Virginia. Went in there and they said, man, you got to get your blood pressure down. It's Thursday, but come back Monday. If you don't pass Monday, we're going to ship you out. Mm. I went and did the vinegar and all of the works. <laughs> came back Monday, went to the doctor. Hey, you good. Then yeah. I came back home and got a job up contracting Rock Hill. I go in there and the nurse put the cup on, pump it up. Went down. She pumped it up again, went down, pumped it up. She took out the door. And normally, probably a hundred of us getting physicals. It's a little while for the doctor. Next thing I know, the doctor brought through the door. I said, man, what's going on? He said, you should be having a stroke. Oh, gosh. Wow. Then he said, I'm going to send you to your, your regular doctor, which was an old black doctor. I went there, and I went and knew him good. I said, doctor, just give me something, man. I get this down. I ain't scared of dying. He said, hell, I ain't scared of you dying either. I'm scared of you being a burden on your family with a stroke. Mm-hmm. And when he went through my family history, I realized two or three uncles that died from heart attacks. My dad at the time was on blood pressure medication. Mm. Never had did I know the family dynamics of medicine. That's another thing we hide in our family. Yeah. Yes. You know, ah, I got sugar. What is sugar? This diabetes. 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 Yeah. You know, yeah. you know you get we got, we got high blood pressure, but we're still having the family gathering funerals. What you got? Fried bowls. Yeah. Fried fish. Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris Rock said it best. I heard it on the, on the radio. He said that we always had the food at the at the um, repast that the person died of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, so we got a lot. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do. But the thing about it, we can't get weary. No, we nah, got definitely. to keep the discount, the conversation going on your jobs. How often do you say, "Hey"? Man, let's talk about some finance. Let's talk about family. We always want to talk about the ball game. Yeah. 
this or that, something. You know, it, it, it's like you don't want to engage in that conversation. Right. It drums up hurt, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, y'all old enough to know you look out there and they got a house, two new cars, a couple of kids, and you know where they work at? You can take a pen and figure out hey, they hurting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In some area. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere they hurt. They ain't yeah. going they ain't want to shell out that copay of fifteen dollars. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah. It's something lacking. Mm-hmm. Or you you know, I look at the man, okay. I ain't wishing nothing harmful to him. Yeah. But you stretched out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let something get out of whack. You miss a few weeks out of work. Uh, the wash machine talk to the refrigerator, and the refrigerator talk to the stoves that break down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to spend that money. Gosh, or they holler out at the car and say, hey, blow your engine. Mm-hmm. What you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, but that causes that family dynamics again when that pressure get on. Yeah, stress. Stress. But in our community, urban renewal, that's where we all should run from. Because, I, I mean, I haven't been here long in this area, uh-huh. but Dargan Street out here used to be the hub of the, of the city. Uh-huh. You're right. <laughs> it ain't no more. Right. No. Urban right. renewal. You know what? It's, it's crazy because me not even being from here, and I've been there a few years, I rode down Dargan, and I was like, man, I could tell that this area used to be us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just seen it, like just seeing Thompson's, and then seeing he had the little school over there, and I was thinking like, yeah. oh, so I'm thinking like, this gotta be, this had to be where everybody came came to that was us, mm-hmm. yeah. and I just picked that up, and I like I said, this just riding through there, and I'm like, I'm not from here, so I just like, man, why can't we get back to this? Because the word urban renewal got planted, and they started doing it with the hopes, oh, we're gonna get you something different, and they have rode that horse. We, they move out of the city, we move downtown. They move a little further out, we move a little further out. They get all the way to the ocean, and we follow them out to the ocean. And what the next thing here? Oh, we got money for you to rebuild downtown. They all leap back into downtown, getting loans, renovation <laughs> of the buildings, apartments, and everything pop yeah. up, condos. We can't afford No. They done led us just like the Pie Piper. Mm-hmm. Rather than following them, we should be building up down. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, man, that is true. That is, everything you said is true. We went to the suburbs. I seen all that in Oscars. in Baltimore. Yeah, I seen all in Baltimore this this um this weekend. Mm. Like where my mom and them used to say gentrification. You see it, but like my cousin said, yeah, everybody was downtown. Now they move in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Now they coming back, back downtown. 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 Mm-hmm. Man, you hit that right on the nail. They, yeah. did, they did that to Brooklyn. Brooklyn was the same way. Every, any, any, any major city you yep. go to, blacks lived in the worst part of town. Yep. Land was, you know, mm-hmm. gullies and all that. That's where they built the projects. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but we had to work it so that we could survive. Mm-hmm. Now they knocking now, all the projects down. There you go. Oh, not in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, the project's still up, but they they condos now. They condos. But I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, they, they, it ain't the project yeah, no more. Is it? Uh-uh. A fresh a fresh coat of paint, paint some carpet, uh, yep. put some new doors on it, and yep. change the name. Made yep. one apartment into two. Yeah, yep. That's a condo. I mean, it is. We own property, but we don't know how to develop. We don't. We, every Sunday, you take all the churches right here. What would happen if they take their money and put it in one bank and say, we're going to watch you. Come on now. 
That's a dream, right? When, when Jamal come down here for Jamal, gonna tell the preacher, oh, hey, Ray, right. about the finance committee. Come on, man. I'm getting ready to buy a house. I'm going down here to buy a house. Well, then Jamal get his, get his loan. First thing he should do is come back and say, hey, man, I'm paying 3.4% interest. What was yours? If I'm paying eight, six, or seven, right. then we need to go back down to the bank. Right. And say, hey, it's going to be an uprising. You're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You know. You got to threaten them in them pockets. Yeah, I mean, them in them pockets. Yeah. Hey, check this out. I heard <clears throat> this other week. It said uh, on Sunday, the black churches collect all your money, take, take it to a white bank, and they invest in the white bank. Mm-hmm. Invest in your, in your community. Mm-hmm. Gentrification. And yeah. kick your grandmama out her house, right. mm-hmm. but when she go get a loan to try to save her house, they don't give it to, to her. her no. yeah. And you can't get a loan either to save it. No, no. you can't even get a loan to get a new car. Uh, no, but they can. They invest your money. They invest your, your money, money and give you zero 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 point nine point one right yeah. interest. Yeah. Well, no. What, what you have to look for zero, now? Zero zero zero. So. Each these banks, when they at mass capacity, goes over. I think it's Citizen Bank. And it's one other, they've given you like a 3.7% interest rate now because they're max capacity. And I'm, I'm learning this jargon stuff that they're doing. But we give them my money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ask them to protect it. Hold on to this. Hold on to it. And next thing you know, like you say, they're taking the community, building some, and I'm tired of Habitat for Humanity Houses. Oh, man. It's a new, all it is, yeah. a new shotgun house. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Shotgun house and with vinyl on the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they built. They built two in my area. Slab house. Yeah. You know, and the thing about it is, you move in there if it's a three bedroom house, and they tell you it's sixteen hundred square feet. That's a small house if you got three kids, and they start maturing. Yes. As they get bigger, that house shrink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but you don't have anywhere to go. Right. They got you like you got no land to add onto the home. <sighs> And then when you do that, you outprice that house in that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, there's, a, there's so much to be talked about in yeah. our community. Yeah. You know, it, 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 we sit back and see it happening. Right, right before our eyes. Right before your eyes. Right in front of your face. Yeah, in your, mm-hmm. in your but face. But the, the miseducation is the reason why you, you don't notice it. A lot of us don't notice it. Well, we, I think, I think we're so we're easily distracted though. Mm-hmm. because, but that also adds up to, like I said, the pride you want to live. You think you, you want to look like you live in a certain lifestyle that you putting out there. So they jump into them houses, uh, uh, because they say, Oh, I got to get a house. Cause she got a house or he got a house. So I got to get in the house and don't care. So they get bamboozled into doing, doing something. It doesn't matter. They take the first offer out there instead of, like I said, educating ourselves, doing, well, doing the research. Do you really need a home? First of all, can you? I, I think people don't really know the cost of owning a home. Because <laughs> if you get a home to upkeep, upkeep. Yep. you got grass to cut. I mean, th- those little <laughs> things don't sound much. You got to buy a lawnmower or pay somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you need to stay in an apartment or condo right. and save your money right. and make a bigger down payment and get into the house that you can live mm-hmm. with? Expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you got kids, if I got two small kids, knowing when they get 16, I need this much square footage mm-hmm. as opposed to packing in, stuffing in, banging mm-hmm. in. Right. You know, but we, we don't seek out again. We don't go and talk to people in our community. You know, what was your experience of buying a house? Yeah. 
Just you trying know. to venture out and go in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look no. at the payday loans. How? Why they need so many? It's Ooh. because you don't want your neighbor to catch you down the street at the payday loan. You go all the way across town. <laughs> Get that high interest loan. <laughs> That's just crazy. Them I, things is traps, boy. I, Them things listen, is criminal. I did it before a long time ago. Man, I, you know I, how I just heard you. about the interest one time. I was like, 28 I didn't even know what interest was back then. Really, See? that's something. That's yeah. something down here. We don't have them up up north like that. Because they're legal. Because yeah. you can't do that much interest. Yeah, that's what I was gonna uh, say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I came down here, I saw that I was one. I was like, "What is this?" And I saw a son say, "Title loan." I said, "What's this?" And somebody had explained to me what it was. And I'm like, "Title." So. Your title is considered what credit or something or, or no? Uh, if you don't pay it back, we come to get your car. Uh, it's just hold. Hey, just, yo, that's your um. What do you call it? When you, it's just holding it. This is your collateral. Oh, yeah, that's your collateral. collateral. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's collateral. From, that's just the lack of not knowing and moving out of desperation. It is. Yeah. Because they just offer them to what two thousand dollars. You, you, you grew up with you grew up with it two thousand dollars right now. I give you two thousand dollars right now. You from Brooklyn? No, I'm not from Brooklyn. I'm from I'm from actually Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. You grew up with it. You yeah. just, they changed the name on it. Up in New Jersey, they call it Long Shark. Yeah, there you go. That's, a, that's yeah. what I thought. Down here, this is legal. Up in New Jersey, it's illegal. Because uh, Long Sharking is illegal. Yeah, it is. They couldn't figure out how to tax it. Down they, here, they long welling down here. Payday loans, title loans, right over there too. Wow! Yeah. I know. So now, I, can a can a title loan place um, sell their, sell your car? Oh yeah! Yeah, if you don't make that payment, what? You see the cars in front of it? You can go get. Yeah. No, I, I thought those were customers. I don't know. No. <laughs> those are people yeah. who forfeited. I mean, they pretty much they collateral. Yeah. They collected on their collateral. So I can go there and be like, "Hey, how much you selling this car?" And I can just buy it. From All you, you got to do make you big. Cause I saw yeah. a man out there oh. I wanted to get. They make you big. Yeah, you they have it out there, and you 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 say, "Oh, they, they only want two thousand dollars." You go down there and know it's big. Two thousand dollars worth in there. Oh, hey, yeah. Wow. That's that's their collateral. You sign papers saying if I don't make my payments, the car is yours. Yeah, the house is yours. Yeah, wow. All it is loan shopping, pawn shopping. Yeah, all of that. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I'm learning something new about that because I never knew nothing about that. I swear I did. Man, <laughs> I seen them. I just ride past Crazy. them, and, I, and when I seen cars, I thought those customers going in there. So I'm like, okay, I'm this always, place, this place rocking over here. I'm already telling, <laughs> trying to teach my kids about interest. I'm in the map. I loan you this. You are gonna pay me back more than what I owe you. Oh, yeah. I loaned you now. That's interest. Wow. Interest. I listen. I think. I Are think, you interested uh, in having it? Yeah. <laughs> I thank God that I'm that I'm. Financially gifted enough to know not to go to these places. Thank you. Hey, sure, man. I mean, you think about it. They start buying used cars in November, anticipating tax returns. True. They had the joke out when last couple of weeks ago about you want to sell your house to get Beyonce tickets. Mm. Look at all the superstars that are coming out with their tour. Yeah. Starting now. Talk to him. Yeah, I said the same thing. Yeah. I, said, I, I, said, I said the same thing. I put that as a post. Remember I saw that yeah. as a post? I said, Beyonce trying to get y'all income tax money. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. For tickets. It's a capitalist society, but they don't teach capitalism in the schools. They don't. And we think that entertainment is always right. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, that was We're going to do what they say. Yeah. I was thinking about. Um, That's what education I don't want to get bit by the beehive. I, I was thinking about a um, Beyonce song when she said, to the left, to the left, mm-hmm. telling the ladies that um, if your man, man do this to you, you, kick him to the, the left. left. Yeah. But you took Jay-Z right back. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yo, my name is Jamel Lai. This is One Nineteen Media Group, and we're Real Talk Three Sixty. We ain't gonna take up no more of your time, but I would like to thank my man to the left. Yeah. <laughs> Drop a bomb for him. <laughs> for coming on the show, man. I'm uh, I'm glad that you was on, man, and you are welcome anytime. Yeah. My name is Jamel Live to the left is Corey Grant. Where you from? Man. 973 to the 843. Tell him what your name is, son. T Tory, aka DJ Not Famous. This brother over here, he's so cool. He just named it Donnell Camp. My guy. Yeah, man. But tune in next Wednesday. We're gonna start we're gonna try to start at 730. See you then. See you then. See you. We out. Peace. Open your